This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Saquon Barkley, back in the building for the Giants. He signed a one-year, 10.1 million dollar, fully guaranteed deal. That's the same exact amount of his franchise tag, but he also gets a two million dollar signing bonus. So he gets that now, opposed to none. If he signed the franchise tag, he gets about a million dollars, a little bit less than a million dollars in incentives as well. So just a couple of perks on top of what would have been now. There actually could not have been a long-term deal on the table for Saquon at this point because once you miss a franchise tag signing deadline, you cannot sign a long-term deal. The only deal that you can sign is a one-year deal. So that's what him and the Giants agreed to. So commence drafting Saquon Barkley for fantasy. Okay, yes. this, this, this doesn't do a whole lot for the running back market. Um, there are conspiracy theories out there that Saquon got the bag and now will f- will fake an injury come week one. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't really see that happening, but we'll see. I don't think that's going to happen either. Nah. Josh Jacobs, on the other hand, he was spotted leaving Las Vegas as the Raiders are are beginning training camp. Apparently doesn't have any plans of returning anytime soon. Uh, I, I'm wondering if he does something similar or if he just wants out of Vegas. Uh, I am buying the dip on Josh Jacobs in best ball. I'm taking the risk in redraft as well if he falls to the fourth round like he has been in best ball this week on Underdog Fantasy. I will be scooping that up. Yeah, Naheem Hines was minding his own damn business sitting on his jet ski <laughs> when another jet ski comes crashing into him. He got seriously hurt. Uh, nothing life-threatening, but he's going to have surgery and now will miss the entire 2023 season. That is absolutely terrible. Like that's that's, that's dude. Imagine just sitting on a jet ski and just just getting, you know, just you know, just like another jet ski just coming out of nowhere, just like crashes into you, dude. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, wishing the best. I, I bet that guy had sucks. James Cook in Dynasty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was what was going on. Like oh that has God. to be it. Like, how dude, do you crash into somebody? Unbelievable. Not only like, first of all, I okay, jet skis. I guess you're on the water. Things can get unpredict- unpredictable, but. He was stationary. Like, how do you hit a non-moving object? That just doesn't. Make I don't sense. know, man. And it's I a don't know, break, man. But, geez. Yeah, but we, we wish him. We wish him an amazing recovery. Hopefully, he'll be back next year. Uh, you know, we've spoken about this Bills running back room. How we feel about James Cook. Now, I did speak to Sal Capaccio, longtime Bills beat reporter, play-by-play announcer as well, and we briefly spoke about this backfield. And he did say that James Cook is the quote main man in all regards 
And this was before this incident. And I know that Hines was mainly the primary returner for the Bills, so mainly special teams. But he's been one of the, the best pass-catching running backs in the NFL since he made it to the league, like just super efficient um, for several years. And right. I, I did not see any way that he wasn't going to be involved in some capacity in the receiving game. And that was like kind of my hesitation for James Cook this year because if he was going to split that role, like he's not as attractive to me as a fantasy player, you know, but now I see James Cook as someone who will be taking over that singletary role, right? Except right. be targeted, right? And I put this out on Instagram yesterday, but we have a few stats to pay attention to, right? Singletary ran 312 routes last year. That was seventh among all running backs. And I'm looking at fantasy life data. We got some awesome data from the running back data profiles they have for free by the way at fantasylife.com but Singletary was targeted on only 13% of those routes that ranked 46th among running backs with 25 or more targets not good James Cook on the other hand who was someone who earned, earned targets at Georgia was very efficient with those targets led his class in yards per touch overall as well he was targeted on 30% of his routes last year that was second only to Austin Eckler who was first at 31% so I can't point to Josh Allen not using his running backs, you know, over the last several years because I'm a firm believer of the fact that players are the ones who determine whether they earn targets or not, right? And James Cook earned targets from Allen when running routes last year. So, like, if that stays true, and I'm not using the 30% threshold because that's absolutely nuts, but we could be seeing, you know, 65 to 80 catch season for cook this year right like all the stuff that we're looking at jameer gibbs is doing this year right we could be seeing yeah. a poor man's version of that uh in buffalo it is possible right now you know and and then you met you you talk about what sal said too right like if he's the man in all regards meaning he's going to have a big role in early downs as well maybe not goal line right they have a couple big backs for that damian harris and latavius murray you know maybe one of them you know, don't make the team. Who knows? You know, maybe both stay, given the Naheem Hines situation. But I'm loving Cook in the eighth round right now. You know, I've heard some people talking about, you know, now they're going to sign a veteran because Hines was there to play a specific role on special teams, uh, you know, and as a pass catcher. But they did sign Darrington Evans yesterday after the news of Hines coming in. Okay? Yeah. So I, I don't really see them now signing Zeke or Fournette or, or Dalvin. If they were to sign one of those guys, it means that they – they had plans to entertain that all along, right? And it's not right. because of the sign, Hines, this Hines situation, right? Yeah. I mean, Darrington Evans, it doesn't really scare me. <laughs> you know, he's no, not, not at all. Be, he's not going to be Niam Hines. And I think that you, you, know, you hit the nail on the head right there. And it, James Cook, he can run and catch, you know, but now that the pass catching competition is going to be out of there, they're not going to put Damian Harris on the field to catch balls out of the backfield. It's going to be James Cook. So, He's definitely going to have a role in that regard. He mentioned that he earned targets, so he's definitely going to have work that way. Even if he's only rushing a ball 10 times a game, even right. eight times a game. You know, if you look at 15 total touches and half of them are coming in the receiving game, I mean, that's going to be enough to make him relevant at least at the very least, you know, and that's like the baseline. Like he can have a much higher ceiling than that in this offense because, I mean, Damian Harris, he can run he doesn't really do much outside of that. And James Cook can run too. So it's not like they're going to be exclusively running the ball with Damian Harris and exclusively passing the ball when James Cook is on the field. James Cook is going to get some touches too. He's going to have the majority of the work. He's the guy to have. And, you know, eighth round, like you said, can't really go wrong at that price now. Maybe you can catch it. You can get that value now. 
because I think James Cook's price is about to go up a little bit. I don't think it's going to jump like rounds, but it's going to probably go up in the seventh round. I think. Yeah, I, I could definitely say that, which I'm perfectly fine drafting him there as well. Yeah. Right. Um, remember, this was the second round pick by the Bills last offseason, right? And right. they let Devin Singletary walk in free agency. Okay. So, and by the way, um, we're going to have Sal on the show again uh, very soon. Well, he was never on the show before, but we, I was on his show in <laughs> Buffalo, but uh, we're, he's going to be on the show very soon, and we're going to talk all things uh, Bill's training camp very soon. Promise. Yeah. Okay. Go move it on. Jimmy Garoppolo not starting on the pup, which means he'll get to throw passes to Devonta Adams, which means maybe we shouldn't be so wary of Devonta Adams at the end of the first round, Zach. Right. No, I, I wasn't ever wary of Devonta Adams just because we've seen him produce, you know, the whole thing was Devonta Adams going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. He's not going to be able to produce, blah, blah, blah. And look at what he did. 1,500 yards, led the league in touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. Like, it's Devonta Adams we're talking about here. I don't think he's at a point. He didn't look at any point last season like he was about to fall off a cliff in terms of his production or his talent. You know, like he's looking like Devonta Adams through and through. So I'm not worried about Devonta Adams. Obviously, this is nice to have that, you know, confirmation that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to play. He's going to be able to throw. That's good news, but I wasn't ever worried about it really because even last year when Derek Carr didn't play and who was it? I forget who the – was it Jared Stidham at quarterback who had that – Devontae yes. Adams had a huge game. Yeah, he had a huge looking game. Looking like Aaron Rodgers out there? Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball to Devontae Adams as long as they are serviceable at the very least. I mean, Devontae Adams is going to be fine. So I'm not worried about Devontae Adams. I think in the late first round – he, he's a good pick. I don't think he's like a screaming value because other wide receivers ahead of him have higher upsides, but Devontae Adams, he's still Devontae Adams. So I, I, I'm not worried about him at all at that price, especially with Jimmy G. This news coming in, it's only good news. Yeah, I hear that, man. Um, let's see. J- Javante Williams will also be avoiding the pup list to begin training camp. That's amazing news. Uh, yeah. Now, this does not mean that he'll be a full go. He can still be limited, um, and that's what we should expect here. I just want people to understand that there's still a process here. There could be some training wheels involved, and this doesn't mean that Javante Williams is now completely healthy, but this is no doubt great news. Uh, and by the way, yeah. um, I did say previously that he's completely off my draft board, but I'm starting to warm up to potentially drafting him outside the top 24 running backs. I might consider it because he's being drafted as like the RB27 right now. Um, yeah. And you know, if he's continued, if he's going to continue to be outside, and I've taken my shots here and there in best ball, but I don't have a huge exposure to him. But in redraft, I think I could potentially think about, and I and I don't see like big boom weeks for him, so I didn't go crazy, you know, in best ball. But like yeah. in redraft, if he's going to continue to slide, and if he's like out there, I might take my shots here and there. Um, but, you know, that offense and that role is just too intriguing with Sean Payton. You know, even yeah. if it's just like 15 touches a game, if he's being targeted like, you know, several times a game, I could see it. But regardless, I think Samaj P. Ryan is probably my main target in the backfield right now. Yeah, I think Javante Williams, if if Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan, you know, split snaps pretty evenly, I think it'll start probably at this point with, you know, Javante Williams being cleared and everything. I think it'll start in Samaj P. Ryan's favor. I don't think they're just going to throw him in into the fire and say, here, handle 20 touches a game. Javante Williams, I think it's going to be Samaj P. Ryan getting most of the touches early. But I think it can shift over to Javante Williams anytime. And I think that late in the season, we might start to see more of those weeks where Javante Williams having you know bigger games than he was at the beginning of the season. Samaj P. Ryan 
not so utilized in the ground game. He's more of the receiving back. Smashley Piran is still a very good back. Like, let's not forget. You know, Javante Williams coming back is, is awesome. But Smashley Piran is going to get some touches here, too. We know Sean Payton likes to run the two-running back system over one. He doesn't like to favor one guy. So I think that Smashley Piran, he's, he's not going to lose value from Javante Williams coming back. I think that it might have been higher, say, if Javante Williams wasn't going to start or on track to start week one. But I think both of them can have, you know, values. Not like either of them are off my board. Javante Williams, like you said, he's in addition to the draft board now where he wasn't on the draft board before. And Samaj Piran's been there and his value is going to be, you know, week to week. But that's kind of what we expected from him. He's being drafted outside the top 30 running backs. Yeah, I, I don't really care. Like if I draft Samaj Piran, like I don't even care if like Javante Williams is ready for week one. Like it's gr- it'll be exactly. great if Samaj Piran you know, if Javante misses and I drafted Samaji all over the place, then great. I have like a workhorse running back, you know, for yeah. week one. Sure. Like, that's awesome, of course. But like, that's not really why I'm drafting Javante for that possibility that, uh, I'm sorry, that's not why I'm drafting Piran for that possibility that Javante is going to be out like week one and two or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rashad Bateman is going to be starting camp on the pup list. They want to ramp him up slowly since he's returning from that list, Frank, in surgery. Uh, it seems like right now, like your guy, Zay Flowers, is the guy to target you know, for, for right now. James Jones came out and said that he's the guy as well. James Jones, former Packers wide receiver, now reporter of all things NFL. Uh, but we have to keep in mind that Bateman is also not on the field right now, right? When they right. talk about like Zay Jones, Zay Flowers being the best guy on the field, that's really comparing him and Odell Beckham Jr. So that makes sense. Um, I really want to see if Bateman will be at 100% at some point this preseason. Uh, you know, according to Docs, you know, 100% for him could be October, you know, while he plays at less than 100% before that. But he should be ready for week right. one at this point. So, yeah, what I'm hearing is Zay Flowers looks pretty good. <laughs> you know, obviously, the like. competition, it's not – you know, there, um, you said Rashad Bateman isn't practicing. I saw, I think it was Ian Hardis that put out that also Odo Beckham wasn't practicing either. So, of course, Zay Flowers is going to be the best guy in the room. First round oh, draft pick, you know, with the guys that, that, yeah, I, I saw that somewhere. I think it was in Fantasy Life's newsletter. But, okay. Um, yeah, I saw that neither of them were practicing. So, it's like, of course. And he did right. mention, like, that's going to change everything. You hear Zay Flowers is the best receiver on the field, but he's the only receiver on the field. <laughs> of course, right. that's going to make sense. But it's good news anyway to hear that he's playing well, you know. So, I'm not tapping the brakes on Zay Flowers or anything. I still think that he can be the guy. I heard that Odo Beckham Jr. said that this might be his last season in the NFL. So, that doesn't right. sound like somebody Which that's makes sense. contributing on a regular right. basis to me. So, I, I think Zay Flowers, yeah, good news to hear that keep in mind you know that the competition wasn't there of course he's going to look like the best receiver there but that's what you want to hear from your you know first round pick and I, i'm course. a big fan of zay flowers amara cooper tweaked something not major but also not good uh elijah moore right. meanwhile is just tearing it up in camp uh and we'll talk <laughs> about that more on thursday but as of right now amara cooper his price might slide a little bit uh because of the fact that he tweaked something and we might not see him back in camp for a couple of days who knows right how long it's going to be uh, Kadarius Tony, guys, you know, just take him off your draft board at this point. Like the dude got hurt again on the first day yeah. of camp. He just had surgery today this morning, to clean yep. up his knee. 
Uh, this is going to leave the door open for guys like Sky Moore, who I'm targeting heavy at his price. It'll open the door for someone like Rashi Rice, uh, former yeah. Clemson who stand out wide receiver Justin Ross, also getting reps with the first team. Target all those guys, in my opinion. Like, just I'm taking Tony off my draft board, dude. Like, I, I love the guy, super efficient when he's on the field, but like, I just can't anymore. It's like, when is he on the field? <laughs> right? You get him like yeah. two or three weeks a year where he's actually going to produce. I have a couple of Kadaris. Tony shares across a couple leagues. So that's upsetting news to hear. You know, obviously, I, th- I originally, I think it was like two days ago, early this week, it was like he tweaked something and then right. now it's surgery. Like, yeah, no, that that's bad news. You know, you don't want to deal with that, especially with his history. And they said it was a re aggravation of an old knee injury. So, yeah, it seems like that's just going to be like derailing his career at this point. I mean, it's already been, you know, but it looks like his prospects seem low. He just can't seem to get over that hump. Obviously, completely out of his control. But you're right. At this point, there's plenty of other high upside receivers in the Chiefs offense. They're going to have Patrick Mahomes thrown to them. They're extremely cheap. You know, just go take upside shots on them. Like Rashi Rice now becomes interesting to me. And I think yeah. and he wasn't really on my exactly. board. So now he right. is. So it's just like a quick power shift here. Kadarius Tony, take him off. Rashi Rice is now, I think, relevant. That's my takeaway. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, Sky Moore is absolutely killing it in camp as well. So exactly. That's what, yeah. exactly what you want to hear. Uh, Tim Twentyman, beat reporter for the Lions, said that Sam Laporta is expected to have a role right away and be an important part of the Lions' offense. Uh, the question for me, Zach, is how significant will his role be? Right? It's just yeah. rare for tight ends to have a big role year one and you know a lot of production year one. I'm not sure I'm still going after him. Um, I really think it's like Amon Ra and Gibbs right now in terms of like the pass catchers to target on the Lions. Like, do you like Laporta at all for this year? You know, I like him as a prospect, but not sure how much I love him for this season. Yeah, not for the season because we're going to go by the age old adage of don't draft rookie tight ends, you know, and expect them to produce. I mean, Kyle Pitts kind of bucked that trend, but you know, that's Kyle Pitts. He was a unicorn. He didn't score any touchdowns that season either, so it didn't really feel like it. You had a whole soapbox on that a couple episodes ago. You can listen to that if you want to hear our thoughts on Kyle Pitts. But Sam Laporta, I mean, at his price, can you go wrong? No, but it's like, are you really going to cash in with that? I think Amon Ross St. Brown, like you said, is a target machine and he's going to continue to catch passes. Jameson Williams will be back eventually. You know, so that target distribution is it's going to be spread pretty thin, especially if, you know, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs get some run in the ground game. Like, I think they could be very balanced. Jared Goff threw a lot of passes last season, but they might not have to rely on that as much. They have a good offensive line. Things could shift a little bit. Sam Laporta, you know, I think he's great as a talent. They drafted him high. So the capital, that's good news for him long term. But as we know, with rookie tight ends it might be tough for him to produce in year one, especially with the competition that he has. Like we said, if we're expecting Jameer Gibbs to get 80, 90 targets, you know, then there's not going to be a whole lot left for Sam Laporta. And he might be in that Brock Wright, you know, those lines tight ends from last season. He might be in just that committee for the time being. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins was placed on the pup. Uh, It seems to be contract related, though. Yesterday's Fantasy Life newsletter does a good job. Yesterday's Fantasy Life newsletter did a good job of breaking this down a bit, uh, but Dobbins wasn't in minicamp last month because he wants a new contract, and he's already way past the timeline of him being hurt like from the injury that he had last year, but instead there's speculation that the Ravens placed him on PUP because if Dobbins doesn't report to camp at some point, they can just keep him on the PUP and he wouldn't get an accrued season. So he'll be in the same exact situation next offseason and be going into the last year of his deal. Just like how he's going into the last year of his deal right now. 
Um, yeah. And then they signed Melvin Gordon as like, a, you know, we got someone in case it doesn't work type of thing, right? And I think Dobbins is going to end up reporting. He has no leverage. He right. has no production yet, really. And I think I'll be taking advantage of any discount I can get at this point because I love him for this year once he's on yeah. the field. And it seems like he's going to have to get back on the field at some point. He absolutely has to, you know, and you're 100% right. Like the Ravens have all the leverage in this situation. If they can just hold him out for a year and he's in the exact same position, it can just keep cycling back. And you talk about, he, did, he sure, he doesn't have the season-long production. He has the per-touch production. We talked a whole lot about that in terms of, you know, his efficiency in the ground game. So I agree with you. I'm not really worried about it. I think he's going to play, assuming, you know, that he does play, any type of discount would be welcome. And I don't know how much of a discount we're going to get, this kind of just came out of left field. I know you, you sent me the headline as soon as it came out. I was like, what the heck is going on? Why does this have to happen? Like, it, 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 it just must be the trend, you know, right now, if you're a running back to just have a contract dispute. You know, that's just <laughs> what they're doing nowadays. It might be symbolic just because of everything that went down, you know, with Saquon and Josh Jacobs. But, you know, it's, it's a changing situation. I'm not really heeding it very much, this report of J.K. Dobbins, you know, being placed on the pup and potentially missing time until we actually get to week one and they're saying he's not suiting up. And that's a big if. I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I agree. And assuming that he draft, he slides even more in drafts, he could be the Josh Jacobs of this year, man. Yeah. Josh Jacobs was drafted around this around his ADP. I think It's, I think, it's only going to make it him even more attractive as a target. I agree. I agree. Saints rookie running back Kendrick Miller was activated from the pup. That's great news. He now has a chance to pass Jamal Williams on the depth chart. Yep. The Saints signed Jimmy Graham to a one-year deal. Uh, <laughs> do not draft Jimmy Graham for fantasy. I kind of don't love this for Juwan Johnson, though, because if Graham was on the field at all running routes, this would take away from Juwan running routes. So yeah. I don't see why Jimmy would sign and not retire uh, if they didn't promise him uh, a, a, like a real role. right? Like yeah. I don't think he signed just to be, be a mentor. right? Mm -hmm. So this is kind of interesting to me. I don't think like I think a real role at this point of his career could be like, you know, 25, 30 percent snaps. You know, I, I don't think he's going to get that much yeah. anyway, but which is like it, it is somewhat significant, you know, to take away from Juwan, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It doesn't help anybody. It just makes yeah. things makes life more difficult for Juwan Johnson. It's like Juwan Johnson has proven he's, he's pretty good. You know, Derek Carr had this connection with him and now suddenly they're signing Jimmy Graham out of left field you know he's 37 i don't think he's going to produce very much but you're right like yeah. if he's going to be on the field over Juwan johnson that's going to hurt that's going to sting and they also have um foster moreau right? right i don't know if he's going to play a whole lot either it's just now suddenly there's this committee at tight end in new orleans and it's like Juwan johnson is right. clearly the guy that should be on the field at this point in their careers it's like what are we doing i i didn't exactly. really understand this i was reading some old write-up that we did a while ago for one of the podcasts and you had mentioned Jimmy Graham and I was like, man, Jimmy Graham, what a blast from the past. And then five minutes later, <laughs> I get a notification. It's like, he's playing for the saints again. I'm like, what the heck happened? I was like, did I just like read that into existence? It was crazy. But yeah, yeah. Jimmy Graham, no need, no reason to target him, but it does make me a little bit more wary of Jawan Johnson. I, I, I think so. I'm not sure if I'm yeah. targeting him anymore. Um, as one of my late round tight ends, you know, um, he's, there are some other. I, I don't other think he's factors. like an avoid because of it, but you know, it's like definitely the ceiling takes a hit. You know, he, yeah. At his price, he might be a little overvalued now. Jamison Williams is hurt. He hurt his leg. He's going to miss some time in camp. Not great. Remember, he has a six game suspension as well. Not great start. Not a great start to his career, right now. No. Um, <laughs> now there's been a lot of camp hype already. 
like camp just started. Like some camp started last week with the Jets, Chiefs. Most teams started today, Tuesday. But I decided that we can cover a lot of that on Thursday when we have more stuff yeah. to talk about. And we can weed stuff out for you guys, see what's real, what isn't, like what should we be paying attention to, what is just noise, etc. Right? That's going to be Thursday's episode. Okay, guys? All right. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 